0: Hello and welcome to The Connection, a new podcast from Connect Global. I'm Javier Mendoza, co-founder and vice president. We are excited to be using this platform to be more connected to you. The Connection can be broken down into three sections. The Founder's Corner, an ongoing conversation between the co-founders of Connect Global. Global Neighborhood, a mix of interviews from around the world, including some of our friends and partners and Life Talks, a place to hear the most recent talks we've given on the gospel, missions, and our place in the Great Commission. Our sincere hope is that you would favorite, bookmark, or subscribe to our podcast and for you to come back often for all the interviews, conversations, and to join the discussion. Let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of Life Talks with The Connection by Connect Global.
1: In Genesis 12, two, he says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. During the course of the year, while Javier and Daniel were living in Honduras, they had opportunities for visiting, as I mentioned to you, all kind of different places, and we connected very well with two hospitals that are there in town. Where the Cancer uh, Foundation organization is at is in kind of the newer hospital, and so there's an older hospital in town, and by older, I mean it was built back in the day. This thing looks more like a dungeon than a hospital. It's this old red brick building building. Uh, It's only open about half the day. They open real early in the morning about 6 a.m. And they shut the whole thing down by about 2 o'clock. Because in La Saba during the summertime at about 2 they shut off the electricity for the city anyway. And uh, they don't have power in the entire hospital. And so it's just this, it's not the place you want to be sick. You know, if you're sick you'd really soon stay at home. You know what I'm saying? So the way it works is all the people come in, they come into this big courtyard and wait for an hour to three hours until they can get in and see the administration which they're usually waiting inside you know another hour two hours until they can finally get to see a doctor it's a long laborious process to find out that they may or may not have what you need to cure your ailment. so Javier was there and because we went there to look at a water pump and a generator that they had to see if we could do some just something for them to kind of help make the facility a little bit better and the people that they're caring for. And uh, so as he's walking around, I literally was, uh, had FaceTimed with him earlier in the day while he was there, and he's showing me on the ground, there's literally just trash and needles kind of just strewn all over the dirt. I mean, it's, it's really a mess and not a very safe place, and it's a hospital. This is the hospital. This is the, this is the poor hospital in town where you can get to if you don't have a lot of money. And so he's getting ready to leave, and he had a buddy with him. Uh, it's a friend of ours there named Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy's bilingual, and Javier's pretty good bilingual. And they're getting ready to leave, and some people start yelling at them, "Hey, doctor, doctor, come help us! Come help us!" And uh, you know, Javier's a smart guy, but he's not a doctor. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, "Hey, you know, come, come help us." And so they're looking, and they're in this courtyard, probably about the size of the, the stage area here. And there's probably about 40 people or so packed in this area waiting to, to get inside. And in the grass, in the dirty area, there's a lady in a full-blown seizure. I mean, her body is just tensed up. She's kind of jolting around. She, you know, she's in full convulsion, uh, in a full seizure. So they're kind of freaking out, and the people are just calling, and saying, "Hey, come, come! You're the doctor. Come help her. Come do something for her." So they're trying to figure out, so Jimmy gets there, he scoots her away, there's kind of a brick wall there, and they didn't want her to bang her head into that, they scoot her away from that, they put a stick in her mouth so she shouldn't bite her tongue, and they're just trying to assess the situation, and all the people are just standing around watching, they're just kind of watching the show, you know, and a couple folks are trying to ask for help, finally the actual doctor comes out. And so Javier and Jimmy are asking him, what's the deal with this lady? Oh, we know who she is. She was just here. She just saw the doctor a few minutes ago. We understand her situation. In fact, we wrote her a prescription that's in her hand. It's clutched in her hand. So Javier goes and pries her hand open, pulls the prescription out. Okay, this is the medicine she needs. This is what she needs. Yes, this is the medicine that she needs. There was another guy there, a Honduran man, who was also trying to engage and help. He has his little brown bag of medicine. He starts pulling his own medicine out. Well, does she need this? Does she need this? He's kind of showing her, you know, he's got ibuprofen and acetaminophen, you know. Is this what she needs? Is this what she needs? No, that's not what she needs. He becomes so exasperated in the whole situation, he finally, just falls to the ground on his knees and throws his hands in the air and starts praying for this woman. And the doctor is telling Javier, yes, that's the medicine that she needs. That will totally, you know, she'll be set. If she has this medicine, this is a 30-day supply we've written for her. She needs three pills a day for 30 days. She takes that. She won't have any more seizures. But uh, Javier is like, great, great. Let's get her the medicine. He says, well, she saw the doctor. We wrote her the script. She went to the pharmacy in the hospital, and we don't have any of the medicine that she needs. Well, where do we get the medicine? Well, there's a pharmacy about two blocks down the road. I think she was walking there, started having her seizure. Somebody had carried her back in the gates of the hospital. And maybe they'll have it, but it's very expensive. The medicine is very expensive. Okay, that's great. So they might have it two blocks down the road. Yes. Okay, how much is it? Listen, the doctor says, it's very expensive. I mean, this is the medicine she needs, but this is going to cost a lot of money. Well, how much? How much? The doctor says, Well, it's gonna cost thirteen dollars. So Javier's trying to figure out, okay, three pills a day, thirty days, thirteen dollars, you know, how much is that? Do we need to call ambassadors for Christ or you know somebody and say, hey, send us some money, you know, or whatever. We need to get this late semester. He said, No, 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 it's thirteen dollars for the month. It's very expensive. She needed thirteen dollars for all of her medicine. For the entire month to save her life. Now Honduras is a poor country. And the 45 people or so that were standing around watching were poor. But they are enough money that we could have taken up a collection in that group. And come up with 13 bucks. Javier and Jimmy went down the street. They had the medicine. Brought it back to her. Gave her a medicine. 15, 20 minutes later she's sitting up. Something to drink. Something to eat. She's doing fine. See the reality is guys. Is that the world around us is is in full convulsion. You understand this? The world around us is seizing violently. You don't have to go to another country to see this. You know, you just turn on the news. And you understand that the world around us is, is just in full traumatic shock. And I know nobody in here has ever been guilty of it, but in some other churches where I've been to, sometimes as Christians we just kind of stand around and watch what's going on. You know, here in Genesis, God makes this amazing proclamation to Abraham that Paul, the apostle, later in the book of Galatians, says this promise that God made to Abraham is the gospel. That's pretty profound. You know, if we took a survey this morning and I said... What is the gospel? Probably most of us would say, you know, if you if you grew up kind of going to church, you guys remember flannel graph? You know, Mom used to do the flannel graph stories and everything in Sunday school. You know, the gospel was Jesus Christ, you know? That's the totality of the gospel. Jesus died on the cross to save me so I can go to heaven, right? The reality is, is that if we shortchange the gospel only to my salvation, then we have done Jesus and the work that he did on the cross a disservice. Yeah. He says, let's look at this. God says to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And you're going to become a blessing. And that blessing is going to be to all peoples on the whole earth. Let's break this down just a little bit. First of all, we're blessed. The gospel is not just that Jesus has saved me, but it includes the fact that Jesus has saved me. The reality is, is that I am blessed. Now I can compare my personal financial situation to anybody in this room. I probably find a few folks in here that are, Maybe having a little rougher time than I am. And probably find a few folks in here that are maybe having a little better time than I am. And I can make that comparison any way that I want to. I can look at my life. I can look at the relationship with my wife. I can look at the car that I drive. I can look at any situation and say, well, they've got it a little bit better than me. So they're more blessed than I am. But the reality is, is that if you drew a breath this morning and Christ lives in your heart, you've been blessed. The Bible says in Colossians, that when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He didn't say once you came to church and quit smoking and drinking and got your act together, then you're alive in Christ. In another passage it says, while we were enemies of God, did you know that you used to be an enemy of God? So, well that doesn't apply to me, I've never been an enemy of God, well, except that time that I was, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) While you were still in that condition, while you're still rebelling against God, while you're still living out your testimony, while you're still trying to figure it all out, Jesus said, I'll go ahead and die for you then. While you're in your worst day, your worst condition, I'll die for you then. And watch this. He forgave us about 87.5% of our sins. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. It says he forgave us all our sins having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us it's not that we were falsely accused of the things we did wrong right when we go to prison with my parents I tell those guys I don't know what it's like to be incarcerated but I know what it's like to be guilty the charges against me weren't trumped up charges I'm guilty just like you guys these charges stood against us but Christ has has canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness. He has taken it, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Is that not a blessing? Guys, are we not blessed? God's good to us. He's good to us. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to just enjoy Jesus. No, it says created in Christ Jesus, to do good works which he prepared in advance for us to do. In advance of what? In advance of your birth. Did you know that before you were born, God had already created good things for you to do, and he's now blessed you so that you have something to give, so that you have something to, the ability to actually do those good works. Guys, at the end of the day, love wins. Jesus left his kingdom in heaven and came to earth because love wins. He lived a sinless life Because love wins. He died on the cross for my sins and your sins because love wins. He's blessed us with life and and love and salvation because love wins. He's caused us to become a blessing in other people's life because love wins. And he has opened up the doors of this entire world for us to get outside of our comfort zone to reach into the most dangerous, corrupt, crazy places on the planet. Guys, because love wins. The love that's been placed inside of your heart is exactly what is needed for this world. The prescription is in the hand. And the prescription is the kingdom of God which is represented by each and every single person who would call themselves an ambassador for Christ. Love wins. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your kindness. God, I thank you that you have indeed blessed us. You have blessed us so abundantly, more than we could measure, more than we could count. And you have literally changed the nature of our being from a a thing that was cursed to a thing that was blessed. And God, you have opened up, especially here in America, you have opened up to us the world. Father, forgive us for where we have sometimes just simply looked away turned away. But Father, this morning, we answer the call. We answer the call that you're placing on our lives to go, to get outside of our comfort zone, to get outside of of the normal things that we know, to get into another culture, into someone else's life, to go. And Father, we answer the call to sin. For those who would go on our behalf, God, we will send them and match our commitment to the level of their commitment.
0: Thank you for joining us here on The Connection. We invite you to visit our website at GoServeChange.com and find out more about the opportunities that we have to go into the world and make a difference.